This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with Gun Sports Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey, will teach you everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Now, here's your host, Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. You got a CD? I got a CD. Straight out of like 1995. Oh, is that from our boy Brendan? It is. That's it's Brendan. an awesome, very, very generous gift. Thank you. It's Megadeth's Greatest Hits. Oh, my God. You got to be in Noth- heaven. Nothing says Christmas like Megadeth's Greatest Hits. So you're going to have that in the old CD player on the way home. On the Buick, yeah. I had a feeling. Hey, folks. This hour is brought to you by our good friends at Cali Key. Drop in a Cali Key into your AR-15 or AR-10 to instantly make it California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone. And it's unfortunately the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with the comprehensive self-defense coverage of an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. So, what's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today. That's uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. All right, this segment is brought to you by the good folks at San Diego County Gun Owners for 10 bucks a month. You can join up. You can have all kinds of fun. There's different levels of joining San Diego County Gun Owners, but the main thing is it helps protect you and your family and fight the fight against these terrible gun laws that are trying to stuff down our throat. Go to www.sdcgo.org. That's sdcgo.org. So, Michael. And Joe wrote a fantastic article over the weekend on uh, yeah. whether or not CCW is for you. Joe Jermisi, the blogger. How you doing, bud? Ah, doing great here. And, um, yeah, this actually fits right in with what we were talking about earlier on the uh, first hour. Um, I was uh, thinking about this. Uh, I was working an RSO shift at the range, and I was talking to a couple of guys, and the, um, the subject of concealed carry came up. And one of the guys had his concealed carry in several other states, but not in California. And the other guy just, you know, was not interested in concealed carry, which is fine. Um, he was saying that he didn't feel like he had the need to do that. And uh, he didn't really go to places where he felt like he had to do that. And, um, you know, and that's fine. The concealed carry is, is, you know, it's a huge commitment. It's not for everyone. But, you know, when people choose to do it or not to do it, regardless of, you know, whatever your choice tends to be or turns out to be it, you know, it should be based on good information, I think, and facts and stuff like that. And I think uh, in general, we live in a pretty safe country for the most part, but uh, you know, there is a a fair amount of crime that goes on and um, people are victimized and, you know, you don't have to be going to a bad part of town. It doesn't have to be late at night. I mean, this stuff happens all over and, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, there's, there's some statistics I quote in there just to give some perspective. And, um, 
they say uh, defensive gun use or handgun use uh, occurs probably about 500,000 times a year mm-hmm. in this country. And actually, the estimates, it's hard to get exact numbers for a number of different reasons. Anywhere from 500,000 times up to almost 3 million times a year, uh, again, depending on on how they're looking at it. And, you know, the idea is that this, this happens um, frequently enough. And they say that, that uh, I think it's what is it? Fifty-two percent of uh, the people in the United States will be the victims of a, a violent crime of some sort over their lifetime. They say about eighty-two percent of the population uh, will be the victim of an attempted or completed violent crime. When they talk about violent crime, they're talking about murder, aggravated assault, rape, robbery. Those crimes. I mean, you're talking eighty-two percent of the entire population of the United States over the lifetime. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting. I and I I reference these where these numbers come from in the article, uh, but there's a um, there's a lot of information about that, and a lot of it's from the DOJ from different studies they've done over the years, and uh, so you know the possibility is out there and. Think about, because uh, the person I was talking to that, that said, ah, he didn't feel like you know he needed to do it, it was inconvenient and all that stuff, um, he was fairly competent with his, his handgun because he was there shooting for a bit. Mm. And you know, imagine how you would feel if a family member was injured or killed or something like that, and you had mm. the skill set and you could have maybe done something, but you chose not to because you chose not to be armed or do anything like that. That's I a mean, lot of regret. You can imagine how that would, well, and again, we just talked about this last week, mm. um, with the woman who watched her uh, right. her husband killed right right in front of her in a crowded restaurant, Nikki Go- Gozer, Gozer. Yeah. yeah, all because she was trying to be compliant with, um, in this case, with the Tennessee law that said she couldn't carry in there, and she was a concealed carrier, left it outside in her car just to be compliant. So you know you have that kind of stuff, and like I was I was thinking when I was talking to these guys, you know, whatever your reason, if you decide to do it or you decide not to do it, just, you know, base it on um, on facts and good information. Out here in California, for instance, where, you know, we have the kind of government now that doesn't want to prosecute criminals, they don't want to keep criminals locked up, um, our crime is going to be increased. It's already increasing out here, but you're going to see an increase in that kinds of those kinds of crimes. And you know, one of the other things that if you look at studies and um, if you look at information on it, uh, probably about 75% of the crimes are committed by by criminals, by uh, by, uh, by career criminals. <laughs> Funny thing, huh? By career criminals. It's In other words, if you're held up, if you're robbed at gunpoint, it's probably not that guy's first robbery. Exactly. Right? These people do yeah. this over and over yep. again. And the fact he that... Did, he didn't leave the law firm and come out and decide to rob you. Uh, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> and if, uh, you know, and there's a reason why there's a, what, a 75% recidivism rate for prisoners uh, within a five-year period, they end up back in prison. And um, in California, we're tending to release people now early we're tending to not prosecute people for crimes. And even, uh, we were talking about this a little while ago too with the uh, shoplifting. So now in California, you can shoplift, what is it, up to $950? And it's a three-man team. It's two that go and steal the gear, and the other guy's got the calculator. Well, and they know that. Yeah, they actually keep track of how much they're stealing. And, you know, and it's like, uh, if you remember back when Rudy Giuliani was the mayor in New York, um, New York was a disaster when he came in there Mm -hmm. with crime. And they they implemented what they call it, the broken windows policy, I think, right. where they started prosecuting minor kind of crimes and they saw a great reduction in more severe violent crimes. Because again, it's the it's the environment. If you're 
if you're telling people you're not going to prosecute for things, you're not going to pe have people in jail, it tends to increase crime. And we know that. So going back to the concealed carry, you know, that that's something you need to take into account if you're thinking about, uh, you know, whether or not you want to do it. And so what I was talking about in the article was, OK, if you do make the decision to do it, um, embrace it fully, you know, go all the way with it. You don't want to be someone who's okay, yeah, I'm going to get the concealed carry thing. I'm going to go through my little eight hour training and then I'm going to carry a couple of times a year. You know, if you're going to do it, um, yeah. go all the way, you know, commit to a lifelong learning <laughs> thing, commit to the trainings, um, get involved with the gun community. It's a lot of fun. You'll meet a lot of great people, mm -hmm. um, shoot regularly, you know, do this stuff. I try to take, um, you know, classes as regularly as I can. I try to do a one week thing somewhere every year. And we're fortunate now with, with Lance, uh, with Lance readers, um, charity shoot that he does every year where yeah, you go out March. to front site yep. for, uh, four days and, and shoot out there for, for pennies really. And you're supporting a good cause. You're supporting leukemia research, but, um, you know, I'll try to save up or I do save up every year and I'll just put a little bit of money away each week and it takes about a year and I can go take a course at Gunsight for five days out in Arizona. Nice. But that kind of stuff is a lot of fun. It builds your skills up. And you know, if you're, if you're going to do this, as I say, embrace it wholly and go for all that stuff. Well, most statistics are shocking though. Scary it, shocking. It is. And you know, the other one that I thought was, was shocking uh, too, and you could see this in the article, they say, um, what is it? One one in two hundred and thirty five Americans will end life as a murder victim over the course of their life. So one in what? One in two hundred and thirty five. Holy cow! Because people, because I used to think <laughs> before crazy. I was looking at this, terrible man. I would think, okay, my chance is one in a million or something of yeah. having something like that happen. But when they spread it out over a seventy year lifetime, those odds come way down. And um, Wow. You know, I mean, you should well, be aware of that kind of stuff. Not to be, not to use scare tac no. tactics or anything like that, but. Well, just from our website under the not me section, the not me SD section, um, uh, January through November of 2018, 28 rapes just in the neighborhood of Pacific Beach. So that's less than a year, just a couple, what, one year ago, 28 in a relatively small neighborhood. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. You know, it's. 20 next is 24 Hillcrest. Wow. Then 21 East Village. Th these are well, I those got are crazy. An answer to that, but I can't tell you on air. No. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Guns Sports Radio FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Sports Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, California assault weapon laws makes it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. And if you're looking to remodel your home, put in a new beautiful kitchen or a room addition, or maybe they're going to build you a whole house, 
Our recommendation is TDT Construction. They do it all. Don't overpay. Give TDT Construction a call today. 619-448-2353. 619-448-2353. Or you can go to the website at tdtbuild.com. That's tdtbuild.com. Remember, they're A-plus rated at the BBB. Are you looking for a private individual CCW training class? Maybe you're a little on the shy side and you're not into crowds. Well, he tailors his class just for you. John has been providing individual CCW training classes for first-timers and people renewing their permits for years. John can arrange a time to fit your schedule and affordable price with his calming professional demeanor. Give John Groff a call at 619-933-4368, 619-933-4368. Or when next time you're down at the gun range San Diego, John Groff will most likely be there. All right. Normally, we have a call in from U.S. Law Shields, but unfortunately, they're unable to do that. So, we'll so, make this. you know, we just thought we'd talk about that for a second because U.S. Law Shield is a amazing company, a yeah. great partner, great sponsor uh, of our show and, and, and all of us. But just for all of us to remember, you know, uh, we we're talking earlier in the show about being prepared. We're talking about those shocking statistics that that Joe Dramisi brought up and and what Mike was talking about earlier as well. And um, just being prepared. So if something does happen, you know, what is your plan? You've trained, you, you may have a CCW, you may not have a CCW, but if you come into an incident, then what are you going to do when the cops do come? You've, you've been in the right. Uh, the uh, CCW USA people have called in. They've had attorneys that have called in and talked about um, when you call, if, if you, there is an incident, when you call the police to, to tell them that you're the victim here. You're, you're not the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had to shoot somebody because they're coming in my house deal, but you were actually the victim. Yeah. But what is your plan? What is your training that you're going to do if something does come, does happen? That's why having someone like CCW, uh, like US uh, Law USA Law Shield is so important um, to, to have this plan and this backup. Um, you I know. actually heard one of our members told me a US Law Shield story just last week. He, uh, am I going to, give too many details not going to give his name but somebody who uh was uh it was a roommate um they had a falling out and the roommate made accusations uh because so basically uh there was money involved there was a dispute over money and false accusations false accusations to get even right so next thing you know he's got a uh basically you know you know red flagged um and they uh come for him come for his guns the whole thing and he called u.s law shield and said, gee, I don't really know what to do. And they said, well, you're a member. We'll take care of you. And now they're uh, getting them all taken care of. I mean, this is this is a, a real person who has a real nine-to-five job who lives right here in San Diego, just like all of us, you know? And they what this person doesn't have, and what I'm guessing most of us don't have, is a big pile of money waiting to give to an attorney, you know, if something that they had no idea was going to, you know, a lot of people could be sitting out there going, well, I don't have a roommate, and nobody hates me. You know, this guy didn't think this was going to happen to him either. And uh, boom, he's taken care of. And U.S. Law Shield, he's, he's, he, he's so thankful. Now he's a he salesman for U.S. Law Shield. Truly, truly. Well, and uh, they're taking good takes. care of him. Yeah. That's what it takes. Well, it, again, it just comes down to a plan. If yeah. you're going to use someone like U.S. Law Shield, but what is your plan when, when this comes down? Yeah, if you, you know, don't it's, have it's a really plan, line. you're in serious trouble. Yeah, so that's what life's that's all kind about. Of the deal. And uh, speaking of that, so earlier during the uh, the break, um, and, and we were talking about the the horrible statistics that are out there, and so um, I think uh, Judy wanted to make a comment about 
Well, I think Judy had some really good points. Yeah, yeah. and I'm know. sharing the microphone, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it to her. Now, you were saying, what was it, 100 questions, or was it 1,000 questions? Well, to that point, I was talking about how the women in A Girl and a Gun and women that I run into all the time on the street, if we happen to get into a gun conversation, they ask me a million questions about all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that always comes up is, when are you supposed to shoot when someone comes in your house, mm-hmm. right? And so we taught, there's so much to that one topic yeah. for people to know. If you're going to train, like Joe was saying, it's so much fun. Go to the range, train, come with a girl and a guy and your friends, whoever, your family. But really what's important is you have to train for that moment in your house when you might, whether you keep your gun in a nightstand or on your nightstand or next to your bed or whatever, if you've been training at the range, plinking at 15 feet, you're not going to know how to actually pick your gun up off the nightstand. How's it going to be when there's no light, when you don't have your glasses on? Mm-hmm. What's your plan in your home? Mm-hmm. So when the guy is downstairs, don't go after him, or I wouldn't. Mm-mm. But my boundary, if you have a plan in your home, my boundary in my home is we have a landing up the stairs. You come past the landing to my bed, it all bets are off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what's your plan? Yeah, tripwire. Tripwire. A grenade. And half the house blows up. <laughs> well, okay, we got that guy. But nope, no need for a body bag. It's okay. We right. actually had a uh, we had a dry run once. Uh, we had a uh, about three in the morning. My wife and I heard glass break. This was seven, eight years ago. And both sat up in the bed, both terrified. Terrified. You too? And I don't, oh, terrified. <laughs> I don't care how tough you are out there, man. Uh, I thought I was a tough guy. I uh, still do think I'm a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, till your glass breaks. Till your th- it's three in the morning. I mean, you're so vulnerable. I know. You know, you're so vulnerable sitting yeah. in bed. You know, you don't have your tactical boots on and your you know your plate carriers. Yeah. yeah. You know your holster and your mag pouches. And if you do sleep like that, I, you know you're my friend. We, <laughs> we got to talk. Yeah, okay. But I'll tell you the one thing. I'm not going to tell the whole big long story. It turned out to be a um cat. A, like a lens. No, it's a like a lens for like yeah, the fluorescent lights cat. and it fell on the floor and shattered but it's but it was right next to this window we were sure it was this window downstairs uh, but long story short is i remember i distinctly remember sitting there uh at the at the foot of my bed with my pistol in my hand thinking to myself i'm so glad i went to all these idpa matches i took did all this training because boom I, it was extremely comfortable it was really the i wasn't fidgeting i didn't i wasn't wondering what to do i wasn't shaking you weren't scared i was scared I was. But really you know was. what to do if you've trained it and trained it. But you it were ready. It. I was definitely ready. I was trained and I was, I, because I was trained, um, I worked through the fear. But I think, that, honestly, the big, the biggest thing I was afraid of was the, I thought, I think I'm going to have to shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it wasn't so much like, oh, I'm afraid someone's going to come get me. I was, it was, the situation was, was, is upsetting. But I'll tell you what's even more upsetting is if I'd have been sitting there without a firearm and without right. training. Yeah. That would have been terribly upsetting yeah especially if you hear somebody coming up the stairs or coming down the hallway yeah yeah i think it's really important to train just different circumstances and situations that could happen to you and however your home because set you're up. a girl either that has no, nothing to do no, with no it. no my husband and i have had that discussion a million times he yeah. said he could get to a safe get his gun out and i said all right let's just time you did you really yeah <laughs> oh, no. so he no we did no but we you got it you know when you have to do that Tomorrow morning at two thirty, just without your glasses yeah, on, when just it's dark. scream at the top of your lungs and then hit the stopwatch. 
and see how long he'll trip fall down flip over yeah, yeah trust me how did he do that. so how did he do you timed him and what happened so it was very clear very quickly that even though he knows how to get to his safe and get to his gun and open it and all that stuff it wasn't near as quick as he thought it would be <laughs> uh-huh. you could have walked up the stairs 500 times and, yeah. with a gang of people before he could he, get out get his safe open and the safe is five feet away yeah. open the safe Get out your gun, load it, rock it, or whatever's going yeah. on. Turn and be prepared. It's but and the safe had a light on the on the combination, so it was really easy to see, right? Completely. Right. <laughs> it was pitch black. Yeah, all pitch all black. that stuff. And he doesn't have his glasses on. All that stuff that you don't think about happens you know, in those situations. And it's funny because you're saying you don't think about it because I didn't really think. I, I used to do it exactly that way and until I got my concealed carry, and that's when I started thinking about it. But it occurred to me that, okay, my guns are in the safe and they're in the next room, but they might as well be in New Jersey if somebody comes through the front door because I will never get to that safe, get never, it open, get never, something Never, never, never. And once that occurred to me, so now I thought, okay, well, I, I should have this right by the bed. And um, and I was I hesitated. I asked my wife about it. You, you have a problem with that? No, not at all. Let's do it. So, you know, now I, I do it that way. But it's And I have the flashlight there too because the other uh, – thing again you're in the middle of the night if you hear something come through you know in our house through the front door uh, they're seconds away from wherever we are right seconds and and, and you, it's you really funny you should say because you guys look at me as kind of the non-shooter of this show but the way my bed is set up it's got one of these sliders you know where you can store stuff down there guess what's right this far away is yeah. that a ruger 22 no that's my <laughs> that's my smith and wesson nine millimeter nice my ruger is in the bed in the in the closet it's a walk-in closet and next to that is my mossberg so are they loaded yes they are sir and you are right if they get down the hall and come into my master bedroom, they're in trouble. There's a boundary. There's a they ba- want to take my TVs, everything they can, they have, can have, everything off the second they floor. They can't have my M&Ms, guys, but they can have the TV, take they can everything. have the computers. But once you step across that threshold, there's a problem. I'm going to have to put new carpet in. And that's why the training and all that stuff is so important, because a lot of people might think, you know, if, if you've not really trained and not gone through a lot of stuff, you might think that, okay, I heard somebody want to grab the gun and go down there. And that's, that's no. the last thing you want to do. No. You know, hole up in the room. Make sure your uh, cell phone is Just with you. Just be ready. Because my wife has a habit of leaving the cell phone out in the kitchen charging, which is useless. That's you right know, next to my bed. Mine, mine's right next to me. Because you want to hole up in there, call 911. And just wait. Well, also, too, in California, you have to prove that they're trying to kill you or, or hurt you. Bodily, you know, great bodily injury. So, I mean, that's part of the so deal, yeah, too. Actually, so wait a minute. They got to smack me first before well, I can shoot them? They pretty much have to be well, you know, coming look, after you with a knife or something. What you got to do is, if you're in that situation, is before you defend yourself, just get them to sign like an affidavit. Oh, no, I California. got it. Oh, call y'all did. Call but y'all it's really did. difficult because, Mike, real quick, to your point, I mean, you're at 3 o'clock in the morning, something happens like yeah. that. You're in California. So what do you do? Because are they coming after you or are they just breaking into the house? Because you can't just, you know, confront them, you know, with a gun and start shooting unless you, they're coming after you. It's a huge break. decision. Leave the it, force is a huge decision. You could lose everything, your job, your everything. money, your yeah. house. No. Like the only thing you're fighting for is your life. Yeah. Well, I hear kneecap bullet is really painful. So that's where I go. <laughs> Shoot him in the knee. Can you hit a kneecap? I can hit a kneecap. <laughs> Stand right there, sir. Hold on a second. Gotcha. All right, let's take a quick break. Listen to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961 AM 
Sports. Welcome back. You are listening run, to run, Sports Radio run, FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. And this. Hey, folks, do you need to take a CCW class for your San Diego CCW? Do you, do you want an Arizona, Florida, or other multi-state CCW? All you got to do is visit CCWUSA.com. CCWUSA offers small classes, sizes, expert instructions to fit your schedule and your wallet. Three classes every month, two week weekend classes, and one Friday class. This Saturday coming up, January 11th, Friday, January 17th, and Saturday, January 25th. All starting at 8 a.m. Private lessons are available, too. Great dates and times to meet your busy schedule. Check their website for details on how to apply for your San Diego or other multi-state CCW at ccwusa.com. That's ccwusa.com. Hey, have you been to AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon? Holy moly, they've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. AO Sword Firearms, store located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or call 619-749-4867. Build or buy or repair. AO Sword Firearm is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com. Or you can call them at 619-749-4867. And with that being said, who we got, Mike? We got the one and only David Chong. From AO Sword. Out in beautiful El Cajon. How you doing, Dave? It is beautiful in El Cajon. I love El Cajon. (laughs) I live right next door in Santee. Also a lovely spot. You guys just got a new brand. A new branding for your city. We're not the. Uh, we used to be the uh, La Jolla of the of East County. Are we not the La Jolla? Oh, you, you definitely are still still the La Jolla of East County, but <laughs> now it's nice. do more, do east. That, oh, really? I haven't heard that. That's great. Yeah, see, oh, I yeah, like La Jolla it, it, by the weeds myself. That was. Yeah, uh, I hope you like that because it cost you guys eighty thousand dollars to get that. Now, is, that when you say it, the do more, is it like the whiskey do more, or is it? Because <laughs> if it is, it was doo doo. So I, I, I'm gonna leave it at that. Ooh. If it, <laughs> if it was like do more the whiskey, then we know that that was Robin Nellis on the city council behind that. Because <laughs> oh, certainly yes, Robin the hat. Oh man, I am having a good weekend. I, uh, I put uh, Cajun Gunworks packages in three uh, CZs, uh, all different ones. A, uh, a PO one, a CZ seventy five B. And uh, an an SPO one, and uh, had the pleasure of delivering. It was actually a full custom gun. It, you can see it on our Facebook page. Uh, the the customer said, you know, I, I want it to be right, but I also want a, a stainless CZ. Well, it, it's not on the roster, and uh, they're hard to get. He says, well, then make it happen. So we we uh, seracoded it, a complete frame uh, frame tear down uh, rebuild. Uh, we even squeezed the frame reels for them and, and we, uh, refit the, the slide to the frame and, uh, Cerakoted it in magnesium. So it looks like a stainless gun and gosh, it shot so sweet this weekend. Couldn't miss. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I hear the, the, the Cajun package a lot. I don't really know what that means. What is, what is that? It is the, the, it turns the already stellar CZ 75, uh, or several other versions of the CZ 
uh, uh, models. Uh, it turns it into uh, the the really the ultimate shooter's gun. Whether you're going for a uh, uh, competitor's package and you want a very light trigger, um, the uh, let's put it this way: a combined. Let me think. What it forty-four percent of the top uh, one hundred shooters in the world who actually you know are ranked. Um, use some version of a CZ-75 or a clone. Oh, wow. uh, most of them are using the Shadow 2, um, and the others are using, and this is uh, com- across all um, disciplines, uh, IDPA, uh, uh, all the other ones. Yep, yep. Um, Shadow 2 is the most common. Shadow 1 or Shadow 2, uh, or uh, some version of the Tanfolio uh, Witness series, which is really just a, uh, you know, a, a, another maker's version of a CZ-75. So you take a, a already very good uh, hammer-fired gun, and uh, single-action, double-action, uh, or they, they also come in single-action only, and you... Uh, you replace the entire ignition group with uh, billet machined um, steel uh, components. New race hammer, uh, new geometry on the trigger, uh, new sear, um, new springs, new firing pin. So now you have a short reset, uh, uh, short action trigger with uh, adjustable reset and adjustable over travel. It's just everything you could want in a, in a trigger. And um, uh, they're very, very sweet. They, they cost plenty. Um, installed, they're just uh, they're just short of five hundred bucks. Um, but we do them here in in uh, Southern California, right here in El Cajon, and and uh, we get them done much faster and without uh, postage both ways uh, than sending it over to the wonderful guys over at Cajun. I work closely with David. His name's also David uh, in Louisiana, and they're. Their package is so popular that they're always booked months out. So we, we stock all of that stuff here, um, uh, including optional upgrades like uh, the 10X bushing. We do a lot of work for CZs, and, and uh, I, I love that gun. They're really they're super popular. It's kind of the uh, – they kind of have this uh, – you know, like, like, like those who know. You, know that you have one? I don't. Do you I, have one, Lance? I don't have one, Dave. Not yet? Nope. Apparently, none of us know. But, Do you have one, Joe? Uh, no, I don't. But we can look at it on Facebook. Um, what, what's your Facebook, uh, Mr. Uh, yeah. Dave? Oh, d- just uh, Google, uh, type AO Sword into the uh, search box on Facebook, and you'll find it right there. But it's AO Sword Firearms. I want to see a picture uh, of that. That'd I'm going to go look. But yeah. it seems like those who know, well, look, those, have- who, those who are really serious about shooting and you know, are kind of kind of yeah. you know a notch above uh, us uh, unwashed ma- unwashed masses. Um, they're CZ people. Like CZs, kind of have this elite kind of st- almost a snobby kind of air to them because they have such a great yeah. reputation. Yeah, we're it's it's getting so so uncool cool that we we're having to fight off a image of like uh, flannel wearing man bun guys. That's but, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, look, I own enough of them, but we'll go out to the range, guys, and, and I'll put one in each of your hands, and we'll have a CZ shoot-off. How about that? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm down. That's yeah, great. Let's yeah, I, I hear one. He's ready. Hell, let's do that. He's ready right now. Are you Happy kidding? New Year. Shoot. That'd be fun. Hey, you know, last week we were having a great conversation about uh, barrel life, and we, we cut it a little bit short because the uh, uh, 
uh, uh, Sergeant Major Juan Hidalgo managed to stop by and we were really happy to hear from him. But I just wanted to tidy some of that up because I had talked about how really most of the barrel wear, the, the premature barrel wear that we see is actually not even due to shooting. It's due to overly aggressive uh, cleaning that yes. damages the, right. the muzzle or the, 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 um, uh, the rifling itself. But we never got to like, okay, well, what does, what, what is a uh, average barrel life and, and uh, what should I expect and what do I need to watch for? Um, of course, as a gunsmith, I'm going to tell you, well, your gunsmith can, can do precise measurements. You can do a bore scope and see what the uh, exact condition of your barrel is. And he's going to look at things like your chamber length uh, to see uh, about throat erosion. And uh, even with your naked eye, you can look and see how much of your rifling is remaining. Don't worry, by the way, if you look down a Glock, you're not going to see any cut lands and grooves because that's a polygonal rifled barrel. Um, so there's, there's other ways you can look at, at those kind of barrels, but how can you tell, how can you behind the trigger tell if your barrel is uh, shot out and, uh, what does that look like? And, um, and how soon should you expect it? The, let's talk about the first part. It, it's not a cliff. It, it, you don't, you don't, uh, put her away one day all happy and then you can take it out the next day and she's key, keyholing, you know, it, uh, which means, Instead of seeing a nice round punch in the paper, you're seeing a bullet-shaped uh, wedge from the bullet actually passing through the paper sideways. Yeah. Uh, that barrel's definitely shot out, but very, very few people ever get there unless they bought, you know, an old maybe Curio and Relic Mosin Nagant or something, and and the barrel's already gone. It's very hard to do that to yourself. That's that can be ten thousand, twenty thousand rounds before that happens. Um, but uh, short of that, with with uh, if you go to your friendly neighborhood uh, ammo reloader, you know a guy who loads his own ammo, um, he's probably going to have a chronograph, and you can tell when a barrel's about half done with with its life, uh, it's going to drop by about ten uh, percent in your expected feet per second velocity. It'll slow and, down. And that's uh, easily measurable. A worn barrel will start to slow a bullet down. That's correct because what's happening is that you've you've shot out the 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 throat. Um, there's a longer jump in the leads. The uh, um, the muzzle is kind of flared, and so what happens is you're getting less efficient use of the gas expansion pushing that barrel that bullet downrange. Wow! And you'd hmm. be surprised. Um, so it, you might see that. Let's talk about an AR-15. You might see that 10% slowdown after as few as, oh, three to 5,000 rounds. Um, huh. uh, but it's probably still got another three to 5,000 in it. Um, it, it and, and then even then, what does is, what is shot out mean? Because you might have bought uh, what is now a... Um, middle market, uh, commercial grade barrel. And I'm not talking about the cheapies. Um, I'm talking about, uh, you know, probably a nitrided barrel with a good twist rate from a reputable manufacturer. Um, and it, how can you tell if you got one? Well, it probably cost more than $125, um, uh, more than a hundred dollars for sure. So like a, like what's a high, what Daniel defense would be like a higher end, and then that's a, well, that's a boutique barrel. Yeah, that, that's that's way up there. Um, a PSA barrel these days, they're they're fair. 
Um, a Bear Creek is going to be on the low end. That's that's uh, those are I, I think about sixty dollars retail. Uh, that the the let's put it this way: on my uh, Pro Match barrels, um, sixty dollars uh, doesn't even buy the uh, material for for the barrel for me. Wow. Uh, um, uh, the there's a Pro Match barrel, a Daniel Defense barrel in the same in the same league is going to be about 400 or $500. So a Bear Creek, is it fair to say, like, let's just say you're, you know, just for the general layman, is it fair to say that, hey, if you have a Bear Creek barrel on your AR, um, an entry-level yep. barrel, that you better be thinking about replacing it every 10,000 rounds, and if you have a higher-end, you know, like Daniel Defense or some other, then maybe you can get to fourteen or fifteen thousand rounds, or is there a rule of thumb, or is you know? Unfortunately, there's not because there's there's so many variables, and that's what I want to hit on. And I'll summarize as fast as I can here. Um, what does shot out mean to a precision shooter? Uh, shot out means a uh, thousand rounds uh, of uh, high grade, high pressure ammo. Oh man. Um, to to a defensive shooter with a Daniel Defense. Uh, cold hammer forged, chrome lined, uh, or maybe even nitrided barrel. Twenty thousand rounds might still be getting you. Well, instead of instead of a half inch at a hundred yards, maybe it's two inches at a hundred yards, but that's still combat accurate. If you're shooting federal or you know some some quality ammunition, you might get twenty thousand rounds out of it. If you're shooting uh, wolf, you're only going to get about five thousand rounds out of so, it. So so go to your. Here's what I'm hearing. If you have questions, go to your gunsmith. And get them to great check idea. it out. <laughs> and if you don't know of a gunsmith, we happen to know one in El Cajon, AO Sword David Chong. Yes, we do. And make sure and go to uh, David's website, uh, AOSword.com, and go to his um, Facebook and check out that CZ he was talking about. Also, David, real quick, we got to wind it up. Appreciate you coming on. And Merry Christmas, by the way. Next week, will you talk about the state of California? I, I, I saw on your Facebook uh, and the, the raising of the fees by the Department of Justice, please. Absolutely. We are seeing a run on guns right now because they're raising the fees on January 1st. All right. Well, get out to Elkhorn and go see David Chong at AO Sword. Absolutely. All right, guy. Thank you very much. Good talking to you. We're going to take a Merry quick break. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too, my friend. Uh, this is FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio. And before we forget, Merry Christmas to each and every one of you and a happy new year. Hey, this is FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. I got the look from the voice over here. Yeah. Don't forget, Dave. That's my one job. I know, and you do it so well. Hey, folks, (laughs) California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight-pull bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford. Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. For self-defense and emergencies, you know, they can happen at any time. And are you ready? Well, the justice system may not be on your side, so you must be ready. So while you protect your family and property at home, 
U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with the comprehensive self-defense coverage at affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off and neither does our coverage. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. www.lawshield.com. Hey, are you looking to uh, do a remortgage, uh, a refi on your home? Well, all the rates are low, so if you're looking to buy, refi, or maybe a reverse mortgage, give a call to our good buddy, Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris at 619-722-1303 or go to primerez.com backslash Alpine. All right. We got the man on the line. Sam the Gunman, my nephew, straight out of Virginia. Hey, man, happy Hanukkah. Thanks. First night of Hanukkah, right? Yes, sir, it is. Well, thank you for coming on, Sam. And we're going to do our uh, world-renowned segment, uh, Stump My Nephew, where people write in and give us a trivia question about guns. If we use your question, we, you get a free T-shirt. If you stump my nephew, which is extremely hard. It's very hard. Then we'll throw in a hat. So you'll get a, a whole wardrobe if you <laughs> stump my nephew. So, um, all right, Sam, are you ready, man? Before we begin, Uncle Mike, let me just say, um, for someone who lives in another state 3,000 miles away, the El Cajon of East County is about the most incomprehensible phrase I've heard in a long time. The El Cajon, it's the La Jolla of East County. Yeah. The the La Jolla, same same difference. Same difference. Well, you got (laughs) to understand. If you know, you know. All right? If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, Boomer. Not in the CZ. How about that? (laughs) Boomer? (laughs) All right, okay. So, here we go. Um, So, uh, this week, Star Wars, the very last episode, uh, the ninth episode opened up. Um, It's Christmas, which it's Star Wars Christmas tradition, and so we thought we'd have a Star Wars-related question, and we have a very special guest, uh, Judy Wells. Um, She has a question. So, Judy from San Diego, go ahead. Are you ready, Sam? Yeah, let's have it. Okay. In Star Wars, Han Solo's DL-44 blaster is modeled after a Mauser C-96. But what is the Stormtrooper's E-11 rifle modeled after? Thanks very much for the question. Um, it, a little bit of background for oh, those of you I can't who don't about already know, which is probably very few of you. Uh, a lot of the weapons used in all the Star Wars movies from the very beginning in 1977 were actually made from chopped up old historical weapons from World War One and especially World War Two. That being said, the stormtroopers' blasters seen in all the original trilogy movies are actually made of Sterling submachine guns, British Army surplus. That's exactly How right. How do you know that <laughs> stuff? I can't believe you knew that. Yeah, I know. We it's, it's, actually, it's actually made, it's a, a British Sterling L2A3 Mark IV submachine gun. Now, I, I got to tell you, everybody here, you guys see me come in with a question, you know, every week, right? Yeah. You're, I, you don't know. Did, no. did, I, did I prepare this guy? You don't know. No. So this week, this question, I didn't even know the question until I got here. So you guys saw the whole process. 
He gets every single one of them. Congratulations. Yeah. By the way, if I may add, the uh, the heavy blasters, I don't know what they're called in the Star Wars lore, but the, the big long ones are uh, cut up MG-34s, you can tell by the stock. Well, there goes next week's question. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. So let me ask you, are the... Uh, uh, the uh, the blasters that they're made of. What's what is it again? The Mark IV, the British Sterling. Are British uh, yeah, Sterlings really. are they more accurate than uh, Stormtrooper blasters? Because he doesn't have one. He doesn't they know. Don't, um, they can't hit a thing. Oops. I would attribute it more to a training issue. So get out there to the range and practice, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. So all right. So we talked about you live in Virginia. You actually live in Stafford County, which we uh, we we read the resolution that Stafford County passed. Uh, from Virginia, and I just curious, were you able? Did you hear our segment on uh, on the uh, Second Amendment sanctuary counties? I did. I was listening in at my computer. So, what are your thoughts? Give us some feedback from the man on the ground on the on the scene in Virginia. First of all, to begin with, I was there outside the building where they have our board of supervisors meetings because uh, that's our form of county government here. And there were, I think the tallies indicated almost 3,000 people outside that me- in and outside that meeting. Holy cow, a lot that's of awesome. Coming out in the, the bitter cold and harsh winds, which, um, I mean, I, yeah, and rain, it, mm-hmm. they, they came out and they demonstrated in support of their rights. So Virginia, this, a lot of these numbers probably don't matter to you guys, but we are statistically the fourth safest state in the union, and we have one of the lowest recidivism rates of any state. And yet our governor and some of the uh, politicians who, some of the legislators who have been elected this past November and who haven't even taken office yet, who haven't even taken office yet, mind you, have already dusted out these draconian gun control laws in some ways even worse than the ones you suffer under, and they, they're basically telling this lie that we're somehow an extremely dangerous state and that this will make us safer, which is utter nonsense. Totally utter nonsense. So you guys are a sanctuary county, and there are, what, 92 other sanctuary counties in the state, something like that? Out of the 95 counties and few dozen independent cities and municipalities, 85 counties, 9 cities, and 17 independent towns have declared themselves sanctuary counties or passed some similar pro-2A resolutions. Excellent. So what are you hearing? Maybe it's too early, and maybe, uh, uh, you know, it just hasn't been uh, stated yet, but are you hearing, you know, what's the next step? What, what, what are the, uh, you know, what's going to happen? I mean, 3,000 people showed up for a meeting. That's awesome, you know. But how, in one county. In one county. In a small county, by the way. Stafford mm-hmm. County. I mean, how, how, what do you have, Twenty, fifty thousand 50,000 people, something like that? Um, I think about 120,000, 130,000 130,000 people. So what's the next step? Are there, is there talk of, hey, this is how we're going to solve this problem? This is what we're going to do next? Or is it wait and see? That means, by the way, that more than two and a half percent of the county's population came out to that meeting. But it really, the sanctuary county resolutions, they, they're a message. And we're hoping that this message that all these counties and cities have passed is getting through to Richmond. That's the only thing we can do is, is wait and hope and see. Good job, Sam. All right, buddy. Keep up the good fight. And are you a Star Wars fanatic? I'm not really more of a Star Trek guy. That makes this whole question even worse. You're not even a fan. Hey, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah to you and your family and the whole 
whole gun store back in uh, Virginia. Live long and Merry prosper. Merry Christmas to you guys and to all of San Diego. Thanks, buddy. Hey, folks, we want to thank Firearms Legal Protection, San Diego County Gun Owners, TDT Construction, CCWUSA, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage, Gatsky Dillon and Balance LLP, John Groff, CCW Training, the Gun Range San Diego, Ale Sword Firearms, and for special Lance Belkey, Michael Schwartz, Joe Jermisi, and Brendan at the board op. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.